these caravans, like, if you put that image up next to the caravans from fucking ISIS, they look the same. Right, right. I yeah. saw stuff that said it's going to be the fire in the second revolutionary war. There's people who think it's a revolutionary war. Like, they're fighting against oh. something. Like, they have yeah. to take something down. Like, they're being oppressed by a system that they're already in charge of. The type of... <laughs> Mental gymnastics crazy. you have to get to that point is pretty intense. What up, world? Welcome to episode 121 of the Amera Podcast. Woo. Thanks for cheering me on every time I announce the uh, the episode that we're on. It makes me feel a lot better about everything. Fuck yeah. 121. I yeah, like that number. Uh, it, it uh, like for being an awkward number, it's satisfying. I appreciate one twenty one as a number. It's a palindrome number, like race car. Yeah. Like, wait, right. hold on though. Is race car a number? No, it's a word, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It was the best I could do. It's been a long day. We are here with the original crew. Today is Thursday, September third, twenty twenty. And we have uh, calling in from the Bay Area, Mr. Tyler Grillo. Hello, sir. How are you? Shazam. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Thanks for having me. Really honored to be here. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the conversation we're going to have. <laughs> yeah, it's so great to have our number one guest back. Who's, like, <laughs> guest? That, <no. laughs> I actually had someone tell me after that episode that they really thought Trump called in. They were that convinced. Was, I know. I know. It was good. I'm, 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 I'm good. It was. I mean, what are you talking about? It was Trump. I mean, oh, well, right. yeah, yeah, totally. And we got a we got a text message from Stu about it. That's right. Who may may come on the pod someday to um, uh, confess his reveal sins. some things. Yeah, confess his <laughs> sins. But we won't get into that now. No, we can't yeah, get into that now. His list of sins mm. is very long. <laughs> That's true. I was his roommate in college. <laughs> yeah, I think we all have some stew stories. Yeah. And reporting from Colorado here today is Mr. John Kelly. How are you, sir? Just fantastic. Fantastic. I'm hoping we get an update. Hey, hey, John, how many days are we? Hundreds, the, uh, 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 61. 61 days. We are, we two, are months. At two months, which is a whole fucking thing. There are like eight weekends, so heads up. Mr. Anderson, also <laughs> out here in Colorado. How are you today, sir? Uh, you know, I'm I'm good. Been working on some uh, garden beds, some raised beds, uh, which is by far the the most handy thing I've ever mm-hmm. done in my life. So it's been a little bit of an adventure <laughs> trying to figure out, you know, how to like screw something together and make it level. So that's been fun. Right. Oh come on, I we all know gardening's just banging rocks together. There's not much else to it. <laughs> Yeah. I've been doing it a long time. That's that's the secret is that you just go out and play in the dirt, yeah. and then eventually you make a garden. That's what's fun about it. Hell yeah! And eventually something grows. Maybe it's a weed. Maybe it's a orange tree. We don't know. The only time will tell. Maybe it's seven hundred pounds of tomatoes, like Tyler. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Get in there. Welcome to our gardening podcast. By the way, we're glad you joined us yeah. here today. Uh, <laughs> Also, by the way, um, 
the uh, there is a uh, need for poll workers, and so if you are sitting around freaking out about the election and don't know what to do about it, that is one thing you can do. Here in Colorado, you will get paid for it, which is super great. Uh, if you give me two seconds, I'll find the website for you. Um, but it, I think it's powerthepolls.org. Let me confirm that. Uh, but Sounds please right. sign up. That is something that will be extremely important uh, in November when one party tries to cheat. Yeah, powerthepolls.org. Yep, powerthepolls.org. You put in your name, email address, phone number, and zip code, and they'll get you started on your uh, particular jurisdiction. So I would highly, highly recommend that, especially if you're feeling a lot of anxiety about the election, which you should be. it's better to do something about it than to just sit there and freak out in your home by yourself or with your family. That's true. Go and do something. But, you know, we'll also preface it that we are still in a pandemic. So, you know, there are other ways to get involved as well. You can also donate to a whole slew of different organizations and volunteer your time remotely as well. Um, So your comfort level is also important. Another way you can support people uh, on election day at the polls is we presume, especially in uh, certain states, there will be extremely long lines. And so, uh, you know, bring people some water or some food or whatever. And you can do that totally safely in a pandemic. And that will be really supportive. That'll keep people in the line. And we really, really need to make sure that we do that. Uh, Cause we need to not only win, we need to win by a lot. I thought you were going to say show up armed to make sure there is no interference on the voting. No, don't, no, don't do that. Well, it sounds like the Trump administration might already be trying to cover that in one way or another. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, Trump did say that he was going to send quote law enforcement officers to the polls. Sorry. I totally derailed the intro Blake. And I, I'm your host, Blake Mayan. As, as Lao, Lao Tzu wrote, every tree as large as round as you can reach starts from a small seed. Every thousand mile journey begins with one step. Wow. Mm. Look at you. What mm. brings us here today? Not uh, Eastern philosophy, that's for sure. <laughs> Eastern philosophy always brings me everywhere. But... <laughs> Well, we're we're coming in this podcast with such levity because unfortunately we got we feel like we got to talk about the escalating violence um, at protests and in our country just and in our generally generally um, not that violence in our country is anything new necessarily especially in certain communities however uh, it is it is in the context of politics um, certainly escalating. Um, right now, given in the last two weeks, I mean, you know, there's been, there's, you know, the shooting of, of Jacob Blake and, um, so Kenosha, Washington, or excuse me, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, so, you know, violence there that, uh, by the hands of police again, and then him being like hand, like chain, it was his foot or whatever was like chained to the bed in the yeah, hospital. It was, it's like, bro, he's, he's paralyzed yeah, from the waist shackled. down. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, shackled. And just like that, like if we just look at it, it's like law enforcement, which has so developed in relation to um, uh, really, really trying to oppress and control black people after um, the ending of chattel chattel slavery. And so like that just progression of like them shooting him and then chaining him to like his hospital bed is just like 
it's such a visceral um symbolic uh, image. gesture yeah, by symbolic, him really yeah, whether, whether it's conscious or not it's definitely a symbolic gesture that's for sure uh did you yeah. did you see that brianna taylor's boyfriend was given that was offered a plea deal that included him having to i forget exactly what the right the the quote was but say that brianna tyler was part of like a criminal syndicate or something like that oh, right wow. she was part oh she God. was part wow. of his drug ring or some or part of a drug ring i think is how they oh, put it that's that way he could get a plea deal yeah it's that's disgusting is and, what that and is and that's why you have a good lawyer yeah. yeah and that's just i mean that shows you uh i think some insight into like is the goal here justice or is the goal here something other than justice because if the goal is justice yeah. that feels not important to what's happening mm -hmm. so um then if the goal of the police department is not justice we need to ask exactly what it is and if it's useful for our right. society Right. That's right. right. And I, I, I'd like I'd like to take a step back just for a second, because I think Tyler made a really important point um, that, you know, violence in American society has been around for a long time. And, you know, we've never really had a nonviolent society. I don't think anybody would claim that. And uh, I think what's scarier about this moment is that when you look back at, say, the violence that surrounded the um, rising of the democratic movements in the 1960s um it seems much more visceral now and i think part of that is because it's more visible over a lot of media things but it's also because of the political uh how political really violence has gotten on both sides um and and i'm not trying to say that I'm, I'm not trying to argue for a centrist point here that there's a violence on both sides and both sides are justified because I'm not trying to make that point. <laughs> I think it's very, very clear that there's violence on one side of these protests most of the time. And the Black Lives Matter movement and the defund the police movements that have come out of that, all that is usually a very, very peaceful style of protesting. And it's not until cops get involved or outside anti-protesters and agitators get involved that we see a lot of violence in these cities across the country. And a, another difference, I would say, and a, a very, it cannot be understated, substantial difference between now and the 60s is that the the violence on one side of this debate or whatever you want to call it is now state sanctioned uh, yeah. or by, by state apologized yeah. for uh, however you want to say it. This was not happening in the 1960s. Um, this has yeah. not happened you know, I, I well, reconstruction I mean, it depends Jim on what, Crow. Sta what state you're what state you're talking about. I mean, it certainly was state state sanctioned in Arkansas and Alabama. Well, no, what I mean but is that government. Donald Trump is defending that kid that uh, whose name I don't want to say that um, yes. uh, shot those people in Kenosha, and so that's what I mean by state sanctioned. That the state yeah. the, and the app the the most powerful apparatus of our state, the United States, is saying. I don't mind that. That's the signal right. he's it, sending. It, yeah, it's authoritarian in the extreme yes. to sit there and say that because my because I think my, I like my supporters more. It's okay if they're violent because our side is right and what we stand for is more right and, than the and other side. And let's make this tangible. Donald Trump wanted to execute the Central Park Five after they had been demonstrably proven to be innocent.
right? He still yep. holds that belief. But with uh, this event in Kenosha, he said, well, you know, we're doing an investigation we got to look at it, yada, yada. It wasn't like he said, yeah, go murder people. But people hear his intention behind that. And even Mm -hmm. if, let's say, 99% of his supporters don't, that's still tens of thousands of people, right? And so we, I am, we all need to prepare for the next couple months to be well, the next like five months to be real, real scary. And it's something that I don't think we've seen in this country for um, basically living memory. And, and yeah, I, and I would argue, I don't know if we've ever seen it even before, say the buildup to the civil war in the 1850s, there wasn't violence in the streets of people protesting against each other. Yeah. Shoot each other. Yeah. I, you know? Yeah. You had like different. Uh, it's, it's, like, it's, it's not. It's not exactly a one to one comparison. Yeah. Um, so I know it's, it's not great. You know, like John but, Brown um, hacked people up with a fucking broadsword. Um, right. So right. right. But that wasn't uh, you know approved by the president. Exactly. And and that is I think and but then you can argue like okay well the southern states were definitely sanctioning violence. Uh, but mm-hmm. anyways, we don't need to get into the, yeah. this. Is not the history podcast. It, it should the point be is, though, it, that uh, the president tacitly um, accepting this is a really, really dramatic development and one that should be very scary for everybody, especially in a country that has more guns than people. Mm-hmm. Right. To not right. condemn this right. behavior is really going to just encourage it more. And you can look at what, like, you know, fucking David Duke and and KKK fucks and all those guys said after Charlottesville. And he was like, this guy's with us. He's totally with us because they heard the dog whistles like we yeah. have, yeah. too. There's right? good people. There's good people on both sides. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. stop and let's have a conversation. And, hey, let's pump the brakes. All right. It's OK to have some authoritarian law and order issues when there's violent protests in the street. Goddamn right? tiki yeah. torch doesn't matter if it's turned douchebags. Yeah. 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 Well, and and you know, speaking of like the law and order piece, which we heard, you know, over and over again, how important law and order, law and order at the at the RNC. Um, so with in uh, with the protests going on in Kenosha, then there's with Kyle Rittenhouse, right, who is. Uh, seventeen-year-old, seventeen-year-old white guy who kid, 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 who came in because he wanted to help protect property. Right, was the thing. Right, is that's the story. Right, but like what we have to really think is like this is a process to radicalization. You have so on this side you have a child. This is a child. He's seventeen years old, and he's not legally allowed to carry a firearm openly in Wisconsin, but he did. And what's interesting is I don't know, even think he was allowed to bring it into the state. No. But I'm saying like, okay, so from like, a, so think about like, there's a lot going on, right? From like a police perspective in, the, in this area, right? You don't know where this kid's from, right? You don't know, right? But the, but the other people in who he came to, or came there, right? There's people who were organizing on to Facebook come together. We should probably just Facebook. delete Facebook. Just needed to get my yeah, plug probably. in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they like missed it, even though they were flagged like over like 400. It made up like 66% of all things that were flagged on Facebook that day um, when and, and they didn't remove it due to like some fucking error, which I'm just like, you can't. I'm just, yeah, I, another reason to delete Facebook. So then. Um, and I don't so mean it, delete it, so your like, Facebook. I mean, delete 
the institution. Anyways, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. You deleting your own Facebook makes no difference. We should, as a society, just be like, we're fuck this. About. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways, yeah. continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the delete your account. And so, you know, it's like, well, who, who, who are these people organizing who are like, like, check who the people are that you're with, right? Like, if you're out here wielding gun, like, I'm, I, I'm giving a very generous of like, uh, benefit of the doubt here that they are well intentioned, even though many of them are part of right wing militias. It's like that there is just no, there's no oversight, and that they are like down to have this young kid roll with them, right? in the streets like this when it's high stress situations and you know, there's arguments about what happened, but it appears that he shot one person powder in the house. And then when two other people started chasing him down, then he shot them as well. Right. And two of these people died and he has been charged with lots of murder, murder and a lot of other shit. Yeah. Yeah. Murder and a lot of other shit as he should, as he should be charged. But let's also be, but let's also be real about the conditions that are allowing this to happen of the radicalization um, of, of young, young white boys. And that this is, this is totally a tactic that's happening online. And it's part of the, I see this as part of the larger, wider piece that we see with all these mass shooters at schools, right? Um, all, all the different, all but public places and, and churches and all of this, it's part of this radicalization of, of young, um, white kids. I think uh, you can see it as a, like a, uh, almost a, uh, what do you call when can't metastasizes our gun culture is metastasized into what we're seeing right now, which is, which is like militia movements. And those have been around for a really long time, but this is now state sanctioned militia movements. And it should be noted that state sanctioned militia are one of the tenants of fascist, like one of the checkboxes of fashion, uh, fascist state. Um, also, um, I think that it just need, it just feels important to say of all this talk about law and order, and when this kid comes in and is do illegally, but he crosses state lines with a weapon, and then he is open carrying that weapon at the age of seventeen in the state, and obviously killing people, uh, and that the right supports him, they support him that he was doing the right thing, right? There's like there's not this condemnation that it was like, well, it's totally understandable that he would do this. He's just trying to protect property and like, sure, you know, like shouldn't have shot people. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like totally understandable he'd be there. It's a complete double speak and a complete yeah, double standard. Totally. And it's yeah. completely bullshit. Well, Ann Coulter was tweeted something like he should be president. Ooh, I mean, it God. wasn't oh, yeah, even see, like see, apologies. Sorry, yeah. Kelly, go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I was going to jump on and say the same type of thing is that you see a lot of punditry coming out of the right side that is saying that there needs to be more people like him yeah. in the United States. And that, yep. and what's really scary about it is exactly what you're saying, Tyler, is that the protection of property is more important than the protection of life in this country yeah. if you are not part of the party that... If people don't agree with you politically, then your life is compromised, and that's what the that's what the right is saying, and that's what's so scary about it. It's it's almost impossible to see, and I don't think you can have really any type of historical context where you look at a democracy and say that you know the majority of people's lives are forfeit because they disagree with it. That's not a true democracy. You can't have it. Right? Yeah, you it's, just can't. And you can't, you can't I, do it. And that's, that's what we're teetering on. There's people after those, after 
that that young man fired shots in Kenosha that said that those are going to be the first shots in the Second Civil yeah, and, War. And not like like important people. I yeah. saw stuff that said it's going to be the fire in the Second Revolutionary War. There's people who think it's a revolutionary war. Like they're fighting against oh. something. Like they have yeah. to take something down. Like they're being oppressed by a system that they're already in charge of. The type it, of it, mental uh, gymnastics crazy. you have to get to that point is pretty intense. I yeah. Totally. And I, I think you're right that we don't have really like a historical context. I do see some interesting parallels with like, like if you, so there have been these like Trump fucking caravans of all these people in their goddamn trucks and their America flags and their Trump flags. Or put or that the shit boats, up. Or the, huh? I mean, or the boats, the boats are ridiculous. Oh, the too. boats are my favorite. Boats fucking just... <laughs> gotta always <laughs> so... care about the boat constituency. But these caravans, like if you put that image up next to the caravans from fucking ISIS, they look the same. Mm. They right. look right. similar. And yeah, so, but I can read the tr- I can read the Trump flag. Okay, I can't read Arabic. <laughs> Yo, that yeah, <laughs> fair. All, you know, also a lot more black with ISIS. Uh, they're really into that, which is like, dude, you're in the desert, right? Like, anyways, <laughs> yeah, uh, not, not yeah, strategic. Not this podcast. And so, like, I think again, it's important that we all are beginning to mentally prepare for things to be wild in this country for hopefully a number of months could be longer. Uh, but I think this yeah. is headed on a really bad trajectory and the people who normally like we had similar things happen in the nineties, like Oklahoma city bombing was a right wing militia action and so yep. Timothy McVeigh was like into that fucking culture. And but the thing was is that you had bipartisan leaders being like, knock that shit off. That's not how we yeah. do it here. That's you know, you settle your issues at the ballot box, whatever, whatever. Now you see the leaders on one side of the country encouraging this behavior. Yeah. Not only apologizing for it, but encouraging more of it. And people will hear that, and these people are well-armed and well-motivated. And I would say that that message also resonated throughout the Republican convention that we just saw a few weeks ago. I noticed – I watched both the DNC and the RNC, and I noticed – God bless you, a by huge the way. difference. <laughs> just god yeah. bless you <laughs> it was it was it was the rnc was painful I, I i didn't watch all of it every night but i watched the majority of it each night and ooh, blake most painful moment from the rnc oh yeah i would i, I would all probably of trump's fourth night speech i heard it was just fucking monotonous I mean, and terrible and awful writing because stephen miller is a C plus Santa Monica fascist and just absolutely <laughs> fucking terrible at writing. Was that it? I mean, there. Maybe, perhaps I, I don't know if I can name one particular thing that frightened me the most, but there are definitely similar themes throughout each night and each speaker. You know, everybody praised Trump. Everybody talked about how much he's done for them, especially the black community. 
which that one hurt me a lot inside. Can, that, to, wait, to can watch. We, that, that was I, that was that was the one I was going to bring up, Blake. Yeah, it, the the fact that he has the balls to stand up in front of a basically ninety nine percent white crowd and say he's done the most for African Americans since since President Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, and then it just and then he just stood there and it panned the crowd and standing ovations from a bunch of white people, and you're like, this that's exactly that's. That is the entire problem in a microcosm right yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, Grant yeah. would have some Grant. shit to say about that, I think. Um, yeah. That and then the... the oh, yeah, go ahead. The the overall theme of just trying to spread fear, I guess, and doing a lot of projecting of what we've seen within the Trump administration, just their criminal behavior and their corrupt intent, a lot of that projection onto the their opposition which would be the democrats in this specific situation and so you know it was it was disgusting honestly and but the 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 biggest thing i'd say that was concerning i guess was just how violent and inflammatory everything about it was compared to the dnc you know that that convention was on fire in terms of inflammatory speech compared to uh, the DNC, which was much more filled with love thy neighbor and, uh, you know, hope for the future and fixing. Right. I mean, there's, there's still, there's still a level of doomsday saying on the DNC side as well, but you know, the Republican one is a lot more, I think, hate realistic to their yeah absolutely it's one-sided it's hate driven well Um, and it was one interesting um maybe we say just juxtaposition was um i don't even want to say that i think one interesting uh similarity although different sides of the coin maybe is that both conventions see this as like we're not having a policy debate about taxes or whatever, you know, like we are having a fight for the soul of the country and everybody knows it. And when you listen to Biden's speech, well, I, when you listen to a lot of them, but Biden, one of the, one of the quotes I thought that was really striking was the, like, this is a battle between dark and light. Mm-hmm. And you, mm-hmm. you saw that with the Republican convention, right? Where it's like, there is just so much darkness with that convention. And I don't want to like, let's be charitable and say they're, they're trying in a lot of ways, trying to do what they feel is best, but it was dark. Like if you even give it charitable interpretations, it's fucking dark. And so having that juxtaposition, double down, double down on the doom that he brought in his first campaign. I, in the first campaign, he's doubled down on it hard. I mean, American carnage, right. In his inauguration speech, I vividly remember watching his convention speech in 2016 and just being like, holy shit i cannot believe i'm watching this in the united states like this looks like some nazi ass shit and yeah i couldn't i couldn't do it this year uh god bless you blake again um but it is it is it's it is it is frightening to me how much dear leader shit there was in the rnc and the best example of that is the fact that there was no uh party platform they have no yep, party yeah. platform. It is about Trump. Only it's that Trump can cult. fix it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Only that Trump totally. can fix it. That's the that's that that's the entire that's the entirety of it. And that's it's the so absurd yeah. Trump because it's like it. he had four fucking years. How are you still on this trade? If that it, anyway, I mean, I know it's not a lot because it's, like, it's too much work. I mean, <laughs> that's why they they literally recycled their parody platform before and didn't even like edit the words and like to make it make sense. And oh. it's like, they fucking took chicken tenders and tried to sell them to me as boneless <laughs> fucking <laughs> wings, which is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Hashtag saucy nugs. <laughs> I was like, fucking like, it's, it's like, you didn't even try y'all. You didn't, you didn't even fucking try. But yep. you, you know, the, the other thing is that 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 I think we, we you know we were remiss if we we need to know, to need to know, is that you know the the um, shooting and killing on the other uh, the other side uh, uh, from a from a, a leftist um, Michael I think it's Rhino I'm not totally sure Rhino maybe it's probably pronounced I don't think we should say their names I, you know like I think it's important that we don't because we glorify these things and I think it would be better if we avoided saying their name so don't worry about his name is my vote. Well, there's also a whole conversation about you need to know their names in order to hold them accountable. Anyways, that's a, that's another there's a, there's a, there's a debate about that. There's a whole thing about you need to name the cops, like name them oh, because I'm you need not, to hold them accountable. I, I'm talking more about like active shooters. Sorry. Uh, okay. No, okay, okay. the the you. cops. Right. Yeah, we should hold them publicly accountable. Uh, but I'm talking right. about right. the kid from Kenosha. Like, I don't want to say right. his name because I don't want to give him any inadvertent right. glory. Sorry, that's okay. You can just call you can right. just call him white terrorist. It's fine. Yeah, yeah there you go. That's a term. That's a term we can yeah. all agree on. Yeah. Well, the guy. I don't know if you all saw this because actually I just saw this today. I think it just came out today. I didn't watch it, but I saw the headline that he did this. The guy, the guy in Portland. So the guy in Portland, right? Who shot? Uh, he's in his forties, um, so he's not like young, um, which is like slightly different. And he has, you know. On, on social media referred to himself as being, um, you know, member of, anti, uh, you know, uh, an anti-fascist. Um, and, and he been to, has posted many pictures of being at protests and all this. And he uh, did an interview. So they, he has been the person who they say that they were like investigating, but no, there's been nothing public released that about him and like whether it was him, they have not like arrested him or anything like that. But he proactively did an interview with, uh, some journalists who knew, which then they gave it to Vice, and Vice is putting it out there where he is claiming, this is his claim, that he thought that they were basically, him and the other person he was with, who was a person of color, were in danger of being stabbed. They thought he was going to get stabbed, and he acted in self-defense when he killed this guy. And the person he killed was wearing a Patriot prayer hat. You know, there's all this thing being like, he was like the nicest person. He would, he was not there to instigate violence. I'm like, bro, if you're part of Patriot Prayer, literally their mission statement is to incite violence against leftists. So that's that's yeah. a non sequitur there, um, not yeah. starter. But again, me. but um, again, leftists and leftists, communists, anarchists, anti-fascists, they're all others and their lives are forfeit because they think that way. Yeah, totally. So it doesn't, totally. You, I, I pray for Christian souls. I don't give a fuck about people who are not on my side. Right, right, right. That's it. That's it. So, so you know, it 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 remains to be seen. There's been very little information released, but there's the video. You can see the person who got shot and who was killed macing them, and then uh, the and then then he gets shot by the other two who then run away, who are supposedly this guy who shot him, the white guy, and a person of color. And so he's he's coming forward and saying I made a cho- he apparently in this interview which I've not watched I, I, I watched or I read the little clip they had about it he says 
first he says, I didn't have a choice. Then he stops and goes, actually, I did have a choice. And my choice was whether to let my friend of color get stabbed or to defend him. And I chose to defend him. And um, it will be very interesting to see how this all plays out. But regardless, it's just, I am still just like, no, like, don't, like, don't, don't kill each, like, don't kill each other and escalate the violence. Cause I get, so there's a whole conversation around self-protection. You know, there's a whole thing. I mean, to, you know, a lot of the time these people come in from other parts of like either the state or from out of state to like instigate these things. It appears the person who got shot actually lives in Portland. He is not coming from away is the information that we have. Um, and so it's like, it's not like he was coming from somewhere else and agitating, although he was agitating, but he was not. And so there's a whole question around like self-defense and where, where you can be. And it's all very, you know, there's legitimate conversations we can have there. And this is just fuel to, I mean, they're literally saying these are the first shots of the civil war and that, that, you know, people who are part of armed militias are saying this and it's, and it's instigating and accelerating the violence. And so, I mean, my rule, my rule of thumb is like street fights. I get it. Sometimes you got to work shit out in the streets. Just do it with like your fists, fools. Fucking don't bring guns and knives and fucking assholes. Right. Right. Hey, I, 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 I have something to tell you. As you're cosplaying as a fucking Navy SEAL, you look like a dickhead. I'll just throw that out there, okay? You know, and that's what you get with a lot of those times is that you have people who think they're like army commandos in their fucking brains. Yeah. That's what they think. Yeah. Um, but I, I will add one thing that, you know, if you take a look at kind of the history of social movements um, and what it looks like, there's always this kind of ebb and flow from the larger conversation about whether or not violence is important, right? And where its position is within a protest. And I am in the firm belief that there comes a time where violence, unfortunately, has to be warranted because you work within the system for so long. Um, and I won't say necessarily that we're there yet, but it seems like because of the resistance to any kind of conversation about defunding police, of any kind of discussion about systematic racism from people that are in institutional power currently, that there's a knock on the door for real violent protest to actually start happening and occurring more often. I'm not saying that it's gonna happen, but I'm saying that it's possible. And uh, what you see right now, though, is not that. And to portray it as that is, a, is disingenuous at best. Everybody can point out smaller incidents that happens in any type of thing, right? Are yeah. you going to ban people from getting together after sporting events when people win sporting events because a couple cars get lit on fire so nobody's allowed to get in the streets after your fucking hockey team wins? Yeah, looking and at you, Vancouver. Right. Right. Are you, are you not allowed to have punk rock shows because people punch each other sometimes in the face, you know, outside of it because they, you know, someone has a mohawk and the other one doesn't, you know, type of thing. So, I, you know, I, I'm not trying to make light of the violence, but I do think you have to take a step back and realize just exactly what's happening. And really 95% of what's happening during these protests are peaceful. And it's people getting together to talk about their voice and to protest in a positive way. Way. And I think that it um, is important that they continue to like, I understand. I think that the argument of like, let's burn some shit down is they don't listen. That gets attention that gets attention and then it forces a solution. So I think mm -hmm. I, I want to be charitable to that argument. I think that that's, 
the argument people have. Um, I disagree in this moment leading up to the election because that's what Trump wants. And you don't number one rule of conflict oh, it is, plays into the hand of the fascist yes. perfect right so now. yeah the number 100%. one rule of conflict is don't do what your opponent wants you to do like if they want you to do something obviously they think it's advantageous so just don't do it as a rule unless you're trying to sucker them into something but what trump wants to do is he wants to send the army into the streets that yeah. is what he wants to do and he needs the the conflict in order to do that and he's trying to incite it and so yeah. that's why he defends that shooter in Kenobi because he wants more people to do that. So then his his he can play out his fascist authoritarianism fucking wet dreams by sending in the nice. troops. And we've already seen that he wants to do that with the George Floyd protests and the clearing of um, shoot what was the name of that park so he could go have the Bible you know hold the Bible up upside down at St. John's. And so. I think that we all... <laughs> Where's all the anti-Christ yellers there from the evangelical yeah. movement? We cover, I think we covered that last down. podcast in some ways, right? <laughs> I know. Like, I evangelical is a religious up, movement. It's, a, it's like an ethnic group at this point, and that's what is happening there, I think. Um, but I think that we all need to... So I know I keep saying we need to mentally prepare for like some really bad shit to happen. Part of why I'm saying that is because we all need to keep our shit together. What what the 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 let's say like the the dark people in alleyways to uh quote the president uh want is for all of us to be really fucking afraid that is one of the overarching strategic goals of what is happening right now and so we all have to be very vigilant and be very ready to make uh get in good trouble and creative about how we do all of this have to also have our shit on lockdown at least until the election and then we will see what the results are yeah yeah i'm i'm less concerned about the fear i think i think especially with um especially with the deaths that we're seeing from covid and the 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 demographic that is specifically dying from this virus it's not white people you know part of the unrest right now isn't just uh isn't just police brutality or a show of excessive excessive force it's the social economic issues we have in the country you know the the social inequities that are to blame that are the reason for black people and hispanic people being at the top of the death rate and mm-hmm. I think that fear is not the issue. I think people are pissed. And if you're a Trump supporter listening to this, know that these people are pissed and they make up the majority of the country. So, you know, yeah, I think no, I think I think you're right, Blake. I think people are pissed on both sides. I think that the pandemic and so many people out of jobs and facing one immediate economic hardship, but also foreseeable hardship for the future has escalated and mm-hmm increased the uh anger on both sides mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it it I, I think that it's it, it has um because people are hurting because of this pandemic on both sides and i think that it allows for a you know very easy output for people's anger yeah, yeah. you know 
to, yeah. to join on it. But there, but it's it's clear, I think, that there's, you know, demographically, there's much more people on one side of the argument than there is on the other. Right. Kind of like, About sixty yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe just a final. I mean, just because it because it happened today, this this law and order thing that we've been talking about, like, I just bomb bomb. I know that I know there are probably zero Trump supporters or conservatives who listen to this podcast, but that, but uh, uh, as a as a as a talking point for you, all of you, dear listeners, when talking to the people in your lives who are who are of the that ilk. Um, there is nothing more blatant. I mean, we've already talked about some blatant things. There is another piece that is also nothing more blatant than from the president's mouth than encouraging voters in North Carolina to vote twice, which is fucking illegal. And, um, I mean, yeah, there's just like that double speak again, that double speak again. If you are encouraging voters to vote twice, uh, that and, and also saying I'm the law and order president, something doesn't check out. hundred <laughs> percent agree. Maybe your mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a whole did you see yeah, his that's, mini stroke that's a can tweet, of worms. by the way? Did you see this? No. Yeah. So he tweeted like all of the reports of me having mini strokes is wrong. And I haven't seen evidence that anybody was reporting that. <laughs> and a bunch of people Fun. on Twitter were like, who was reporting this? Like there, there was a there was a general conversation that it might have been mini strokes when he went to the hospital last year. But I don't think anybody yeah, like but. he he referenced. I don't think anybody. People said there was a, a thing that happened that was not routine, and he keeps saying it's routine and what's happening with that. But I don't think anybody reported this is what actually was happening. So right. there was a new book uh, that just came out. I think today or yesterday. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was by. Rachel Maddow had him on, I think, I think Tuesday night or Monday night, and they talked about his book. But he was there, I think, when there he was in the White House, I believe, when Trump took off, and apparently he had to go back um, for several appointments, and there were some concerns. That's a really good episode of Rachel Maddow, actually. I'll I'll post that on our news feed. Y'all should check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Well, everybody, hold on to your butts, listeners. Yes. Everybody, keep your shit on lockdown. It's very, very important that you keep your shit on lockdown. That's right. And grow some food. Yeah, maybe do that. Get into it. Yeah. Yeah. And fight the real good fight. Saucy nugs. Saucy nugs. Hashtag saucy nugs. Godspeed, everybody. Saucy nugs. All right.